Welcome to the University Star Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Keeson Ramirez, and joining me is uh, Mr. Cameron Cutshaw, Managing Editor for the University Star, back again. How have you been? I'm good, man. How have you been? Pretty solid. Good good weekend for sports, uh, for sure. You kind of, you're looking at the season, and it's that kind of grind where men's and women's basketball are in their conference tournament and softball and baseball are kind of getting their conference season. So I feel like this is where everything comes together. And as a whole, Texas State sports is looking up on the way. Um, for this podcast's per- for this podcast purposes, we're going to be talking about women's and men's basketball because that's the pertinent thing. Conference tournament, NCAA tournament on the line. Um, but before we go into that, weekly roundup with softball and baseball. Uh, Wednesday night, softball defeated the Lamar Cardinals 8-0. to Run ruled them in five innings, scored seven runs in the last two innings, just a domination. Coach Ricky Woodard with the win is now at 499, meaning she needs one more win to get to that illustrious 500 win mark. Um, meanwhile, baseball, kind of the opposite. Um, 14 to 5 loss. They got crushed in the third inning, allowing nine runs. Kind of gave them a little bit of run in the sixth inning, scoring five, but they were toast from the beginning. That's going to be interesting to look forward as they go into Appalachian State in the conference tournament. Um, but again, we're here to talk women's basketball, men's basketball for this purposes. Um, women's basketball in the first round defeated uh, the UT Arlington Mavericks 52-46 to in the first round, advancing to the semifinals. Closely contested game throughout, third straight win over UTA. Cameron, what did you see? I mean, they were pretty two solid, even teams going into the matchup. I think Texas State, um, you know, they defeated UTA um, two times, both times throughout the season. And, um, you know, it looked like a pretty defensive matchup because no one really stands out offensively. Um, looking over the stats one more time, you know, neither team was very good from the field, nor were they good past the three-point line. Um, a lot of turnovers, you know. But, uh, it looked like a pretty defensive game. Low scoring, you know, Texas State won with 52 um, but, you know, nothing really like it, just defense, 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 defense. Defense to a point. Um, the teams didn't score a point until 15 minutes remaining in the first half. They scored nothing. There was very, very defensive battle, and I think heart of heart, I think Coach Zenner Antoine likes it that way when her team is able to grit and grind their way to wins. Um, before, the, before the game, she was talking about how the conference tournament is a matter of survival how they need to survive games. And I felt like this matchup against UT Arlington was an epitome of that survival mentality. Um, At one point, it was, if correct me wrong, there was a four-point deficit, and there was about two minutes left, and Erica May came up with freshman guard. She had nine points and uh, eight rebounds in the game. She came up with two pivotal blocks that kind of swung the pendulum of the game. They gave Texas State some life, and Texas State really didn't cede any control of the game after that. And had she not come up with those defensive stops, this game could have been much different because if she didn't come up with the second one in particular, uh, women UTA could have been down two with 40 seconds remaining. Who knows what happens? So the defensive performance of Erica May and Kalia Mays, who had three blocks in the game in particular, I felt was really, really important. Definitely. Um, you know, in those key moments just in all throughout all of sports, they, they make, make or break your season. You could be the best team in all the land and you know one key play that decides what goes which way the ball so, bounces another way yep. you lose you're out yeah, it's definitely so i mean it's funny how sports kind of just is when like dwindled down to just that that key of a thing you know and it definitely looked like the bobcats today um you know were prime examples of you know the the ball went there went their way but you know 
good for them. They they advance and they go on to UALR now. So the number one team that they haven't beaten. So you know they're they're up for a challenge. The key, uh, just what, well, last point we'll say about UT Arlington was that Rebecca Van Dyke, Sunbelt Conference Freshman Player of the Year, she had nine points, eleven rebounds, four points below her average. It took her 17 shots to get there, though. Kalia Mays' positioning, they had a weak side defender helping her out as a defender to, you know, just draw more attention because that's the fulcrum of their offense. That's their whole basis. So for them to really shut down Rebecca Van Dyke, for for those who don't know, she's six foot five. She's tall. She's big. She's long. She's talented. That's impressive. And they're going to need that against a UALR team, like you said, number one in the conference. Kind of... Honestly, even if they lost against the Bobcats, they probably would still get in the tournament because of their at-large and they have that resume already there. And it's going to be interesting to see how they compete against a team who crushed them. Um, the, in the two matchups this year, uh, ULR beat them by 47 points combined. wasn't even close. Uh, I mean, this is the team. This is the gold standard of the Sunbelt Conference. This is the team that you look at and you measure yourself against. So I, I don't know. I don't know how, how you feel, but... It's a little iffy at this point to see if they're going to beat the Trojans. Definitely. I mean, you know, they're, they're the best. I mean, there's no question about it. But, you know, if I think the biggest problem looking over uh, both of those games is I just don't think the Bobcats got off to a hot, hot enough start to begin the games, you know. And, and they didn't get off to a hot start today, as you said. They didn't even score a point until four minutes in. But, you know, like that's, that's I think, your key. You get off to a hot start. You don't dig yourself in too deep of a hole. Uh, to begin your to begin the game, you know I think you have a fairly decent shot at uh, defeating this team. I know I don't think they're you know they're not they are be- they are beatable. They are not like the best team in all the land. You know I so there's a chance. I'm not gonna count. I'm not gonna discount the Bobcats, and I'm int- I'm intrigued to see this matchup on a Friday afternoon. Semifinal matchup: If Texas State defeats Arkansas Little Rock, they're going to the championship. In the post-game conference, Coach Zener Antoine was talking about how this is kind of a repeat of last year. They won the first round. I mean, last year they won it handily. This year they had to squeak by. Um, But now they're in the semifinals for the second consecutive year. And last year they didn't get it done. They didn't get there, and they felt like they could have. So they have that lingering memory kind of in the back of their mind when they head into this matchup. And maybe that gets them over the hump. Maybe it doesn't. But this is a team that – Antoine has said repeatedly, if we give consistent effort on both sides of the ball, especially defensively, then we can be anyone in this conference. And I think Arkansas Little Rock, like you said, applies. They are not unbeatable, but the thing that they do really, really well and the thing that's going to keep them in games and probably going to make mean they're going to be competitive in the NCAA tournament if they make it is defense. They're first in the conference and uh, allowing defense. They allow 50 a game, and that's a combination that you look at it. They've only lost two conference games, and – they were against really good teams. I mean, this is a team that you don't really want to face. And I remember talking about this uh, a month ago. I wanted Texas State to get the three seed so they could avoid this matchup specifically in the semifinals because I said this is a matchup that, yes, they can win, but it's less likely than beating Arkansas State or someone in the two or three spot. So this is the matchup that I was worried about. And if they get over this, they're one win away from the NCAA tournament. It, it's, that's insane. That is insane. And honestly, I think if they win this game, I think they are in the driver's seat. Um, they will play the winner of the uh, Louisiana Lafayette and Arkansas State game. And um, they just lost to Arkansas State. And, um, you know, my memory 
only goes so beat far. Beat him in the last matchup, actually, at home. Big, oh, they beat big, State? Yeah, big, oh, okay. big victory. Got that big hump. Got over that hump. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of the men's basketball team. They uh, they play the same teams at the same time. It's hard to keep it all straight. But um, definitely, I think they're in the driver's seat regardless if they uh, are able to uh, pull out this victory on Friday. Um, it's intriguing. It's good to see. I think they're capable of doing it. Um, you know, cap- I mean, you take that with a grain of salt, of course. Like, I mean, I have faith in them, you know, but, you know, I'd, I'd say like 60-40 UALR if I had to put my odds on it, you know, like 60-40 and like they're in there, but they're not totally in there. What do you think? I'd agree. Um, and I think I can see this team winning, but, you know, heart of hearts, I think this team will lose. I think just Arkansas Little Rock's defensive, defensive proficiency is just – tough to handle and I think it's gonna it's gonna give Texas State who is a little uneven on a lot of parts like some games you're gonna see Taylor Deere explode some games like against UTA she didn't um, they're gonna have the defensive performance like they did sometimes they allow 90 points to losing La Monroe in a overtime game it's just all over the place and you can't ever pinpoint what type of team this is gonna be and that's gonna be a problem I think that's gonna be the team that that bugs them and that's kind of what's also bugging the men's basketball team, that inconsistency, that inability to, to like, you know, put that effort, that like reach that apex that every coach wants to reach at this point of the year, reach that point where, like, we're firing all cylinders. And that's going to be kind of the bugaboo for this team. Men's basketball, um, the eighth seed in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, they're going to play UTA in the first round uh, Thursday at 5 o'clock. I, I don't know what to think. I don't know what this team is going to do. I don't know if they're going to score 40 points. I don't know if they're going to score 80. And i just putting my hands up, and I'm like, uh, what's going to go on, guys? What's what's going to happen tonight? I mean, I, it really just lies on if they bring their offensive game. You know, they're, you know, all season they've been pretty consistent defensively. Uh, it's just a matter of whether or not they bring that offense. Like, if they can make baskets, you know, like this team has just been so – Interesting. We'll say interesting. I to, like that word to cover, <laughs> uh, to cover when it comes to their offense. And you know, like I mean, it's a it's a overused storyline. You know, there's m- multiple other things going on. But I mean, if they if they can bring their offense and they can make baskets, I mean, you know, like the fundamental part of the game get of basketball. Hoop, get ball. Put in, in hoop. Do it again yeah, till the game ends. Rinse rather repeat. You know, you just got to do it. And that's really, I mean, if they can do that, then we'll see what happens. I'm (laughs) I'm intrigued. Like, I mean, it's really like, I mean, I think that's all the analysts, the analysis you need for this men's basketball team. Like, if they bring their offensive game, then they got. Because generally, the defense is there. Defense is usually always there, and you know they've held they held Georgia State to, you know, close to fifty points. I mean, they're good. They're good defensively. I don't worry about them defensively. You know, it would, can you imagine a game where they play UTA and they just bring their offense and their defense is just awful? Like, it just has a big turnaround. Like, where does that come from? Like, I mean, just playing hypotheticals here on the sports podcast. Crazy hypotheticals. But, um, but you, I mean, like I said, offense is really all this team needs to do. I mean, they just have to score, and I think that's all you need to say about it. Coach Danny Kaspar is viewing this as, like, a clean slate. He said it himself in the, in the preview running uh, Thursday that – it's zero zero now. I mean, all the things that didn't happen in the conference season—they were thirteen six sixteen overall. All the things that they wanted to accomplish but didn't. Let's not remember that. I mean, now it's one chance to move on, get over the hump, and do the thing. Um, UT. This matchup is interesting. Also, bringing back the word interesting um, because it kind of contrasting styles is what I would say. UT Arlington is third in scoring offense. 
Texas State, dead last, 11th. UT Arlington is 10th in scoring defense, Texas State first. Very different styles. Uh, Coach Casper has talked about the the transition offense of UTA and how they're very effective at pushing the ball, getting quick shots up, and also rebounding out of it. That's that, that's the thing that makes them well. So they not only do they have a lot of possessions and they up the tempo, but they're also one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the conference. So they're getting quick shots and getting quick rebounds after that and getting more shots. So it's just a huge volume of shots that are coming at Texas State. And it's going to mean that DJ Brown, Ethan Montavo, Wes Davis in particular have to – solidify that perimeter defense and not let those leak outs and let those transition opportunities happen because if they do UT Arlington is a force and then you're going to look at it you're down four five six points and for this Texas State team four five six points is a mountain it's like 30 points essentially because it's it's a, it's a huge huge gamble so I'm going to be looking for can they kind of weather that storm and uh halt that fast break tempo and you know play their game rather than UTAs definitely I completely agree you know for sure they definitely have to bring defense that's all you need like you know I'm not worried so much there about defense um what I worry about you know like you said five six points is a is a mountain to them um you know you gotta there just needs to be a I'm trying to figure out how the right way to phrase. Like, I mean, I guess they just have to bring their A game, but I mean, that's like that's that, that's stated. You're in you're in a tournament right now. You have to bring your A game. That's you know, like I don't want to just leave it just to there. But I guess they just need to somehow play differently than they played all season. They just have to like play better, Bobcats. That's what we're saying. Yeah, like I mean, Do they just better. Have to, they have to like figure out a complete. They, they just have to figure it all out. Like, something they took all season for them to almost sort of never quite get there, they now have, you know, their winner go home. You have to figure it out. And I'm just not sold that this team can do that. I don't think we ever were all season. I think it's been pretty clear what we thought. They are what we thought they were. We are what to, they thought to, they were. To, to reiterate what uh, the Arizona Cardinals coach, to, they are who we thought we, uh, we were. The, uh, Texas State – iffy we'll see how they do i mean i'm i don't really know what to expect should they beat ut arlington again this is a winnable game it's not a long shot it's not like some unprecedented leap they would be playing the louisiana lafayette on friday the following day and that's a matchup that this is a hypothetical because they haven't beat uta i don't like that matchup because louisiana lafayette has won six consecutive games and they're really really hot right now so you look at farther down the line this team is going to need to win four straight games to get an NCAA tournament bid. That's that's a big hurdle. That's if we a wanna, huge hurdle. If we want to keep playing hypotheticals, do you really think this team can make any type of like push into the uh into the NCAA tournament? I mean, what seed do you think they would get and do you think they would even make any noise? Like SFA did, like an old Dana Casper team, SFA made some noise a couple years ago or last year, excuse me, like when uh in the NCAA tournament. I mean, let's just keep playing hypotheticals because why not? If they make the NCAA tournament? If they make the NCAA tournament, what seed do you think they will have and will they make any noise? No, they will not make any noise. And they will probably be anywhere from the 13 to 15 range, maybe 12 at the – no, 12 is way too high, but, like, somewhere around there. And, I mean – I've seen crazier things happen. 15 seeds have beat two seeds. You've seen teams come out of the woodworks and do their thing. But Texas State men's basketball 
they haven't shown the signs that those teams did. At least those teams excelled in their conference, and at least those teams played, showed some life. And I think for brief stretch, Texas State did, but the vast majority of the season has been just disappointment. So I would say no. So don't go ball gallon dress shopping is what you're telling me. No, no, no. March, no March Madness, no, no March, nothing, no nothing. All right. No Cinderella slippers. No Cinderella um, slippers. No. <laughs> I won't go see Cinderella this weekend because it's just not going to be. It's not going to be a testament to my basketball team. That's more realistic than their their chances. If, we're, right. if, we're, if we're putting it that way. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but that's that's what's going on in men's and women's basketball. Big weekend for them. Potentially the last of their season. Uh, Cameron, do you have any final thoughts on the matter? I'm just gonna. I mean, I think. All right, I will make a bold prediction right here. I will say that women's basketball beats UALR, but they lose in the championship. They always, I think they take each, a step each time. I think they're good at progressing one step at a time. I just, you know, I think they'll get to the championship and they'll lose. I, that's what I'm predicting. Yeah. Now, I think men's basketball, on the other hand, I'm, I'm, where, where are the new recruits? Like, I want to start looking <laughs> Let's forward. Let's not go there. This is, <laughs> this is a family podcast. We will not call out any names on this podcast. I'm not calling out anything, you know, but I mean, I'm not. If they if they win, you can fire all the shots you want at me, but if they, I will be just as shocked as you were if they end up pulling that game off. Any final thoughts for you? Oh, asking me the question. Um, final thoughts for me would be, I'm just going to enjoy this last week of Bobcat Athletics at its fullest because after this week, regardless of what happens, likely it's just going to be baseball and softball throughout. And it's a part of me is going to miss basketball a lot because, you know, that's my bread and butter. And it's going to be sad to see, you know, the seniors leaving and everything and kind of the season coming at it at its conclusion. And that's something that I'm not good with endings. I struggle with the Breaking Bad ending, struggle with a lot of other endings. And it just really like Toy Story 3 really, really got me. And so the ending like this, it's not to that extent, but granted, it's an ending. Um, and that's how we're going to end our show on that, like, you know, sad ending note um, for Cameron Cutshaw. I'm Keith Ramirez. Peace out.